beyond all manner of so much. I love you. What shall Cordelia speak? Love and be silent. Of all these bounds, even from this line to this, with shadowy forests and with champagnes riched, with plenteous rivers and wide-skirted meads, we make thee lady. To thine and Albany's issues be this perpetual. What says her second daughter? Her dearest Regan, wife of Cornwall. I am made of that self-metal as my sister, and prize me at her worth. In my true heart, I find she names my very deed of love. Only she comes too short. But I profess myself an enemy to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find I am alone felicitous in your dear Highness' love. Then poor Cordelia, and yet not so, since I am sure my love's more ponderous than my tongue. To thee and thine, hereditary ever, remain this ample third of our fair kingdom, no less in space, validity, and pleasure than that conferred on Goneril. Now, our joy, although our last and least, to whose young love the vines of France and milk of Burgundy strive to be interest. What can you say to draw a third more opulent than your sisters? Speak. Nothing, my lord. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing will come of nothing. Speak again. Unhappy that I am, I cannot heave my heart into my mouth. I love your majesty according to my bond, no more nor less. Oh, how could you amend your speech a little, lest you may mar your fortune? My lord, you have begot me, bred me, loved me. I return those duties back as our right fit, obey you, love you, and most honour you. Why have my sisters husbands, if they say they love you all? Happily when I shall wed, that lord whose hand must take my plight shall carry half my love with him, half my care and duty. Sure, I shall never marry like my sisters to love my father all. That goes thy heart with this. Ay, my good lord. So young and so untender. So young, my lord, and true. Let it be so. Thy truth then be thy dower. For by the sacred radiance of the sun, the mysteries of Hecate and the night, by all the operation of the orbs from whom we do exist and cease to be, here I disclaim all my paternal care, provinquity and property of blood, and as a stranger to my heart and me, hold thee from this forever. The barbarous Syrian, or he that makes his generation message to gorge his appetite, so to my bosom be as well neighbored, pitied and relieved as thou, my sometime daughter. God, my lady. Please, can't come not between the dragon and his wrath. I loved her most, and thought to set my rest on her kind nursery. Hence and avoid my sight. So be my grave, my peace, as here I give her father's heart from her. Call France! Who stares? Call Burgundy! Cornwall and Albany, with my two daughters, Darius, the Jest, the third, 
Let pride, which she calls plainness, marry her. I do invest you jointly with my power, preeminence, and all the large effects that troop with majesty. Herself, by monthly course, with reservation of an hundred nights, by you to be sustained, shall our abode make with you by due turn. Only we shall retain the name and all the addition to a king, the sway, revenue, execution of the rest, beloved sons, be yours, which to confirm this coronet part between you. Well, dear, whom I have ever honored as my king, loved as my father, as my master followed, as my great patron thought on in my prayers. The bow is bent and drawn. Make from the shaft. Let it fall, rather, though the fork invade the region of my heart. Be kent unmannerly when Leah is mad. What wouldst thou do, old man? Thinkest thou that duty shall have dread to speak when part of flattery bows? To plainness honor's bound when majesty falls to folly? Reserve thy state, and in thy best consideration check this hideous rashness. Answer my life, my judgment. Thy youngest daughter does not love thee least, nor are those empty-hearted whose low sounds reverb no hollowness. Hint on thy life no more. My life I never held but as a pawn to wage against thine enemies. Now fear to lose it, thy safety being the motive. Out of my sight! See better, Leah, and let me still remain the true blank of thine eye. Now by Apollo! Now by Apollo, king, thou swearest thy gods in vain! Oh. That's our miscreant, sir. Forbear. Kill thy position and thy fee bestow upon the foul disease. Revoke thy gift. Or whilst I can vent clamor from my throat, I tell thee thou dost even. Hear me, recreant on thine allegiance. Hear me. That thou hast sought to make us break our vow, which we durst never yet, and with strained pride to come between our sentence and our power, which nor our nature nor our place can bear, our potency made good, take thy reward. Five days we do allot thee for a provision to shield thee from disasters of the world, and on the sixth to turn thy hated back upon her kingdom. If on the tenth day following thy banished trunk be found in our dominions, that moment is thy death away. By Jupiter, this shall not be revoked. Fare thee well, king. Sith thus thou wilt appear, freedom lives hence, and banishment is here. The gods to their dear shelter take thee, maid, that justly thinkst, and hast most rightly said. And your large speeches may your deeds approve, that good effects may spring from words of love. Thus, Kento princes, bids you all adieu. He'll shape his old course in a country new. Yes, Burgundy, my lord. My lord of Burgundy, we first address toward you who with this king hath rivaled for our daughter. What in the least will you require in present dower with her, or cease your quest of love? Most royal majesty, I crave no more than hath your highness offered, nor will you tender less. Right, noble Burgundy, when she was dear to us, we did hold her so, but now her price is fallen, so there she stands. If aught within that little seeming substance, or all of it, with our displeasure pieced, and nothing more, may fitly like your grace, she is there, and she is yours. 
I know no answer. Will you, with these infirmities she owes, unfriended, new adopted to our hate, dowered with our curse, and stranger with our oath, take her or leave her? Pardon me, royal sir. Election makes not up in such conditions. Then leave her, sir. For by the power that made me, I tell you all her wealth. For you, great king, I would not from your love make such a stray to match you where I hate. Therefore beseech you to avert your liking a more worthier way than on a wretch whom nature's ashamed almost to acknowledge hers. This is most strange. But she whom even but now was your best object, the argument of your praise, balm of your age, the best, the dearest, should in this trice of time commit a thing so monstrous to dismantle so many folds of favour. Sure, her offence must be of such unnatural degree that monsters it, your forvouched affection fall into taint, which to believe of her must be a faith that reason without miracle should never plant in me. I yet beseech your majesty, if for I want that glib and oily art to speak and purpose not, since what I well intend I'll do it before I speak, that you make known it is no vicious blot, mirther, or foulness, no unchaste action or dishonoured step that hath deprived me of your grace and favour, but even for want of that for which I am richer, the still soliciting I in such a tongue that I am glad I have not, though not to have it hath lost me in your liking. Better thou hadst not been born than not to have pleased me better. Is it but this, a tardiness in nature which often leaves the history uncertain?